everyone. You're listening to the Simple Electronics Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, from the Simple Electronics YouTube channel. And this episode is sponsored by PCBWay, but more about them later. So today I have uh, no guests at all. It is just me and you, I suppose, because uh, the listener is the most important part of this podcast experience. I've been extremely busy lately, as seems to be the theme but I have to say it's a good busy. So I've been busy because I've been working on uh, more in-depth videos, one specifically, um, and I'm working a teaching contract again, which is great because I did not expect to get one. Uh, so I have eight weeks of teaching. I think this is week three at the moment. And then I have uh, eight more weeks after this eight weeks that were uh, sort of I guess promised to me would be the uh, proper term for it. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm going to get it. I don't have a contract for that one yet. So right now I'm just relishing in the fact that I have uh, eight weeks of contract when for a little while there, it didn't look like it was going to go through at all. So that's pretty good because anytime that I get to uh, sort of do my passion is a great time. So here we are. Also, um, because of that, I had to shuffle around my streaming schedule a little bit. And so the Monday morning, um, uh, you know, live uh, gaming streams, uh, pure recreation. So if you're into electronics, this is probably not for you uh, on twitch.tv slash simple electronics YT. That is still happening uh, 8 a.m. Eastern time uh, in, uh, you know, on Twitch. Um, I'm playing Terraria at the moment, which is a great little uh, 2D game from an indie creator. Uh, indie creators, uh, there's a couple of them. And uh, it's very cheap game, so if you want to you know, check it out, it's very inexpensive to get into. Great little game. Um, but my electronic stream, uh, because the stream time before is actually when I'm working at the college, I moved it to uh, Saturday evenings or, or afternoons, uh, 2 p.m., Saturdays. Um, check it out if you're into electronics and stuff. It's really nice to uh, chat with you guys while I work on future content. And very recently, I was able to release the first video that I have been, uh, first completed video that I have worked on on the live stream. So that's been pretty nice. So let's talk about that video right now then. So just like a lot of my video ideas, uh, this video came from a need, a requirement that I had. Basically, probably a lot like you folks um, listening at home, I have gained a whole bunch of sort of battery-powered, you know, lithium battery-powered equipment, uh, gear, uh, phones, you know, uh, ba uh, you know, camera batteries, stuff like that, that I need to charge. And sometimes I need to charge them all at once. And... There's a couple solutions to this problem. You can go on somewhere like AliExpress or eBay and go buy like a bunch of these power bricks and you can plug in, you know, four devices on these power bricks. But the issue is then, you know, if you have a couple of devices, um, then you need a couple of power bricks and it takes up space. And at the same time, you kind of have to find like, like a plug where it's convenient to rest something on you know, like I can use my 
my kitchen counter, for example, but then, you know, it's kind of in the way. I have some space in my workshop here, but not a lot because horizontal space comes at a premium, especially if you have a smaller uh, living arrangement, kind of like we do over here. So I am uh, sort of setting, I'm embarking on a journey to build a sort of charging station where I can charge a lot or most of my devices uh, all at once whenever I need to. And the first step of that is the project that I have just published um, as of the recording of this two days and 21 hours ago, uh, which is a uh, PCB that plugs into a power supply for a computer, which is a great place to get um, you know multiple voltages for relatively inexpensive. And this PCB has uh, a whole bunch of USB plugs. They have uh, six double-stacked USB sockets. And so in principle, I can charge 12 devices from this PCB at the same time. Even better than that, though, is I can take off the 5-volt uh, power from this PCB to another identical PCB with another fuse and you know whatever I need, and then solder on another six of these double headers. And so I can actually increase from 12 to 24 devices all at once. And the, the PC power supply should be easily able to handle that amount of current. I definitely want to reiterate something though for the uh, commenters on that video is that um, they are telling me that I need a chip to control the charging via USB. That is not true, uh, actually. The uh, control for the charging is controlled on the uh, host side, like on the device side, not on the uh, charging side. This is one of the things that I found out while doing the live stream. So I can just dump pure uh, 5 volt through these uh, USB connectors and they'll be fine. In fact, that's pretty much what your computer does, especially if you have the, the standby uh, 5 volts. It's just regulated by the power supply, so that's not an issue there at all. Next thing is that you don't need a power delivery chip. The uh, power delivery chips to do the, the negotiations with the device is only if you want rapid charging. And so you don't really need rapid charging for most devices. Rapid charging is more for like uh, power banks and cell phones, those kinds of things, because you want to charge them in shorter periods of time. For me, I don't care if I... Uh, you know, plug everything in and let it charge overnight because the lithium charging is handled by the onboard, you know, the device side um, stuff. So like camera batteries have internal PCBs, um, even 18650s that I have to charge here, which are lithium cylindrical cells, they're, they're handled by like a TP4056 module. So I really don't have to worry about any of that. I can just plug things in and let it go ad infinitum, which is the dream, right? To have a little shelf somewhere where I can charge all my devices. Um, I would like one day to uh, build a quick charge compatible, like a power delivery compatible PCB for a little bit of the higher end stuff. Um, because I don't know if you've noticed, but those, um, the chargers you can buy that, you know, plug into the wall and deliver, you know, up to 60 watts of current or whatever, 
they're actually really expensive. Um, here in Canada, they cost anywhere between uh, 50 to 60 to 70 up to even $100 for a decent quality one. And although I'm not a fan of charging my phone at really high rates because I feel like the higher the current, uh, the more you're like shortening the life of the battery, it is interesting to see that it is available, right? That much uh, power delivery is available. And it would be nice to power things, you know, on the go, sort of like, um, you know, a soldering iron, like a TS-100 or 101 now, I think, is the, the new one. So those kinds of things are intriguing to me, but it's not something that I need right away. The immediate need is a spot to, you know, charge all my devices. Now, in terms of what I have designed as a PCB, I feel like I allowed myself to get a little bit of uh, feature creep put in. You see, I was thinking of using this as the base station, like the uh, the base PCB to take power out of a uh, computer power supply. So I have a 24 pin socket that you plug your, your motherboard's 24 pin socket into and you can flip it on and off with the switch on board. However, I was thinking this might be more useful to more people if I redesigned it with just like a Molex connector on it. So people can just plug in um, a portion of their power supply and then use a 24 pin elsewhere. So I might rethink the design of this to only deal with the five volts and maybe even have like a quick charge section for people's phones, maybe it'll be more useful overall to to have a project that sort of uh, has, you know, let's say, uh, four ports or six ports of regular, you know, uh, dumb charging, and then one port with the quick charge capabilities or, or something like that. I'll have to see these are all things that, um, that that I'll take into consideration in the future, because once you have the footprints of the devices, like the USB sockets and whatever, spinning up variations on that PCB is not actually that difficult. And I would be interested to know like, what layout would be the most useful for people because I would love to design something to be used for you know by most people. I don't really usually use, you know, I don't really talk about PCB way too much during my podcast and just keep that for the ad spot. But I guess this one can be more integrated because what I love about PCB way, um, and don't skip this because not really, well, it is a sponsored segment, but you'll see what I mean. What I love about PCB way is I get to use my relationship with them and design things that people find useful. Like for example, uh, someone left a comment on the Atari punk console PCBs that they ordered them, uh, soldered all the components, and it worked perfectly, and they were enjoying making sounds out of them. And so the fact that um, I designed something that other people enjoy and use is uh, is pretty is pretty awesome. In fact, in the same vein, um, my relationship with PCB Way, and then my you know knowledge of how awesome uh, Steph Piper's uh, PCBs are, pushed me to make a fancier. PCBs, uh, right? They look better. And I was honored when Steph Piper messaged me and said that she ordered some PCBs off PCB way uh, of the my Christmas wreath ones. 
and she put them up on a board uh, with a whole bunch of other PCBs, which she liked the designs of. And so really to have that kind of uh, feedback from someone I admire their work was really like boosting to, to my, um, to my self-confidence, I guess. And so, yeah, I guess I'll reach out to the, the viewers now and tell me if you want a different form factor, uh, a different, you know, style of USB charger like that, let me know so that I can design them and uh, send them off to uh, PCB way to be built. And then um, all you have to do is then you just download, you know, you can either download the Gerbers yourself, it'll be uploaded on PCB ways website. You either download the Gerbers yourself, or you can order them directly from there. And um, it's, uh, it's about $5 American plus uh, the shipping. But if you take the slow shipping option, it's like another seven or, or ten dollars or something like that. And so you get 10 PCBs for about 15 bucks US, uh, maybe let's say 20 bucks US, um, you know, to round it all off. And so really inexpensive and you get 10 PCBs. So if you only needed one or two chargers, then you can build some more up for your friends and family or whatever. So that's a thought, at least. I was really proud about uh, of how that project came out, but I, I do see some improvements. And yeah, that's why I like the community feedback so I can make improvements and, you know, do things uh, a bit better. But either way, for now, it's solving my issue, which is I need to charge multiple devices at once. Now, another part of charging all these devices at once is that you need uh, to actually have wires. Right, you need to have USB cables, and I'm not sure how it is in other parts of the world, but here in Canada, a USB, a, a decent quality USB cable, at the dollar store is now up around four bucks. So, that's not economical because if you think I have twelve devices I can potentially charge at once, but then I need to spend four dollars uh, per cable, um, that means. You know, 12 times 4, what, what is that? $48. It's another 50 bucks in cables. And so um, I was thinking that uh, for charging, you only really need two wires. You only need the power and the ground. The two data pins, you can just leave floating or you can short together. It doesn't really matter. In my testing, it didn't seem to matter with all the dumb devices, nor with a cell phone. So everything seemed to work just fine. So I was thinking... You can salvage electrical wire. If you walk around your area on garbage day, and at least I do here, I walk through my neighborhood all the time uh, where I live. It's getting a little hard now because of the snow, and we'll get to that momentarily. Um, but if you walk through your area, you can typically find broken or used appliances on the side of the road on garbage day. Now I'm talking about like vacuum cleaners or like uh, radios, like, like stuff like that. Uh, stuff that's not really worth uh, salvaging. However, I bring with me now a pair of wire snips. And when I see an appliance or something on the side of the road, um, what I do is if it's very, uh, if it's far until the garbage pickup, like for example, if it's the night before and it looks like a serviceable item, I'll leave it there. I just feel like um, there are some people who come by and pick stuff up, pick stuff up to use it and that's fantastic I don't want to prevent them but when I walk in the morning of garbage day when I know the garbage truck is coming soon I'll snip the cords off of all the appliances I see 
simply because, uh, and I'll keep the cord, simply because that is free wire, basically. With that free wire now, uh, now this is something I'm addressing to my viewers, and I'll show you guys how to do it in an uh, upcoming video. All you have to do is you buy the USB uh, mail ends in bulk, the USB, uh, you know, A, like a standard USB, what you would see on the end of a flash drive, for example. And then you buy micro USB, mini USB, uh, USB-C uh, plug ends, and you can get those uh, for very inexpensive on places like AliExpress, for example, in bulk with only two pads on them, only power and ground. And then with a little bit of soldering, a little bit of heat shrink, you can make yourself some charging only cables. So you make yourself some charging cables with the uh, scrap uh, wire that you pick up from the trash or whatever. You can salvage wire from your own used electronics or whatever. And then you actually end up with a whole bunch of cables and the average price goes down from $4 down to, you know, 20 cents per cable. So much cheaper. And so then you can start plugging in more things at once. If you have really low draw devices and you're on the go often. So for example, I've got some wireless headphones. And when you put them into charge, they charge at like, 50 milliamps or something very low low current and if i plug them into my power bank to charge my power bank will actually turn off because it doesn't see enough draw to keep it on so what i do at that point is you can make these cables right but instead of going from one usb a into one micro usb you go to from one usb a to two micro usbs you can make like a y cable and this Y cable allows you to plug two things at once. And so you can draw a reasonable amount of current from your power bank and keep it on. So there's another example. You can charge, I don't know, your wireless mouse or, or whatever in your backpack when you're going to school. And it'll charge your headphones at the same time. You can pl plug both at once. So that could be a solution too when you make your own custom cables. Because again, you can buy Y cables but they're more expensive because they're kind of specialty. It's not everyone that wants them, so the economies of scale is not quite the same. But when you take, take it upon yourself to build your own charging cables, then you can do that. On top of that, some of you have an aesthetic penchant. Okay, now I'm talking about um, people that I've had on the podcast, like Senya uh, uh, or like Steph Piper or, you know, any of these, any of these people that have a really good eye for aesthetics, and you see it reflected in their projects. If you make your own cables, you can also buy spools of wire of different color, and then braid those wires, or braid or twist or make patterns with those wires, so you can have uh, whatever color you would like on your cables. And so, all of a sudden. Uh, instead of having a charge cable that looks like everyone else's, you can have like a Naisha, um, sorry, Aisha, every freaking time I, I mistake her name. You can have um, like an Aisha styled cable with, you know, butterfly patterns or, or whatever. So for me, being more like, um, you know, pragmatic and not having a good eye for aesthetics, I can just 
pump out a bunch of cables for dirt cheap, especially because I have like a car wiring harness here that I salvage from the recycling. I'll just pump out a whole bunch of cables. But people who choose to make their, you know, their cables more aesthetic, they can make their own cables and they, it can have their own style. Also, another good thing is you can control the wire gauge. So when you order USB cables from uh, AliExpress or eBay or even like pick them up at the dollar store, you have to take the word of the seller for how thick the cables are. And especially if you, 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 know, you have a long cable, like this is one thing I recommend everyone has is a, a two meter or six foot cable uh, to charge their phone in bed so they can read on their phone while being charged uh, you know, plugged into the wall and you don't have to, you know, worry about pulling it out of the, the charge cable, but then you can control your own wire gauge. So you are the one who picks the thickness of the wire. And so you can use uh, thicker wires and, you know, make a much longer run. Uh, and I'm talking about, you know, charge only cables. You could make data cables like that too, but at that point um, you might lose signal integrity. So I don't know if that's recommended. But the point is, you can make your own cables. And so you can either make them cheaper, or you can make them uh, nicer, or you can make them exactly at your liking, which is a way better solution than just buying random stuff from AliExpress. Now, I have tested some AliExpress cables, and they came out pretty well. Um, one brand, which uh, I'm trying to remember now, you'll have to uh, forgive me, I'm kind of doing this uh, train of uh, consciousness sort of uh, USB cable. Um, and I have tested them, and they worked out pretty well, but I found um, to power a uh, Raspberry Pi 4, even though my cables tested, you know, pretty, they worked pretty damn well, and they had low internal resistance, the Raspberry Pi is still giving me a low current uh, warning on them, which I thought I had solved by buying decent cables. So this is just another reason why you can make your own. Oh, PZOZ is the brand, PZOZ. So you can make your own and avoid these issues altogether, especially if you're doing just a charging cable. So yeah, those are my thoughts on the, uh, the PCB. I also need to design a case for it. I haven't de decided on a form factor because I may want to stack another one on, but I definitely want to take off some of the, you know, the other uh, things like like the like the 12 volts, for example, onto a different board to do other things with it. So I, I do want to break out more things. I might end up with a whole like stack of these things where you know, the form factor is consistent so the people can make their own cases and, and stuff like that. But for now, this is kind of the deal, right? I'm starting here and then I'll work my way around into an ecosystem. That's the thought. Another thing I've been thinking of lately is how to um, best spend my, my limited energy into giving back to the community. So a lot of you know, maybe not, not a lot of you, some of you know that I am working on uh, making more in-depth tutorial type videos. I wanted to tackle things like, um, you know, electrical basics and, and electronics basics. And currently on the live stream channel, I am working on 
doing a uh, definitive guide to load cells and load sensors in Arduino. And so these kinds of things are the way I plan on giving back to the community. I plan on making 12 of these videos this year alone. And hopefully, um, you know, it has the side effect. I, I want to help people. That's the number one. But hopefully as a side effect, it helps the uh, channel grow so I can reach more people and um, maybe even have more potential for, you know, collaborations or, or whatever. But I was thinking another way is I would love to assemble a box with all of the sort of equipment you need to get started in electronics. But looking around on places like Amazon and stuff like that, and so I'm just looking at one right now. It's uh, $37, um, and it has quite a few things that you would want to get started. But again, I would warn you that uh, most of these things can be got cheaper, you know, bought elsewhere on AliExpress and possibly even cheaper if you just order them from Amazon separately. But this is what I'm saying. There is some label, there, there's some labor involved in assembling these things. And I don't think it's a lot cheaper than, you know, buying them separate, but it is cheaper. So if you're really close on a budget, then yeah, watch it. So this one here uh, specifically is the Molens. Uh, 1818, so 1,818 pieces electronic components. There's 820 um, resistors. Looks like it's 20 of each from some pretty common and some uncommon, you know, um, resistances. So from one ohm up to one meg ohm. You've got uh, a couple of different diodes. So the one in 4,007, the kind of standard diode, a couple shot keys get 25 of each of those and then some other diodes which I don't recognize the part numbers off the top of my head uh, you get 200 LEDs um, which is red yellow blue white and green in both um, three millimeter and five millimeter variants you get some adjustable pots some like potentiometers but it seems like you only get one of each so 100 200 500 1k 2k 5k 10k 20k 50k 100k 200k 500k 1 meg and oh you get and you get one of each of the sort of um so this is 10 turns i guess and then you get one of each of the um you know sort of the screwdriver ones uh you get uh two of each voltage regulator 5 volt 9 volt it looks like you uh, oh yeah it looks like there's positive and negative ones so 5 volts 9 volts 12 volts um, 15 volts and then an LM317 which is the adjustable one you get some transistors 10 of each there's a bunch of transistors I didn't really I don't know why you would need so many different kinds when you're learning but that's not that's you know it's 180 pieces so you got 18 kinds and you've got uh, 10 of each um, you've got a whole bunch of ceramic caps, a whole bunch of electronic caps, uh, uh, sorry, electrolytic caps. So that's 300 pieces of the ceramics and 120 pieces of the electrolytics. Uh, and then you get some protoboard. You, it seems like you only get four, four pieces of protoboard. Uh, and so like, I think that's a decent assortment 
Does it come with a breadboard? That's my question. I don't think so. So you still need to buy breadboards on top of that, which is, uh, it, it's a little bit, it's a little, see, this, this is why it's a little bit lacking. It's not really an all-in-one. So they say it is, but, you know, different strokes for different folks, I guess, but it is what it is. Um, so that would be, you know, 37 bucks. It's, I mean, it's a decent price. I feel like we can do a lot cheaper and probably more poignant stuff by doing an AliExpress. Maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe I'll do an AliExpress challenge to spend as little as possible to get all you need to get started. Um, so that's that. Looking at things separately on Amazon, uh, it might cost a little bit more. So you can get resistor assortments for six bucks. You can get uh, 400 LEDs for 10 bucks. This is kind of the problem with Amazon buying things separately. The lower cost things have a higher, you know, a ratio of cost to to what you get, simply because um, they're thinking of shipping, right? They're thinking they need to get this to your door, and so you don't really get a discount for buying everything together. You have to buy one listing with everything. But resistors for six bucks, LEDs four hundred for ten bucks, and then another thing, if you're just into pure electronics and, you know, micro, you're kind of microcontroller curious, but you're definitely into electronics, you'd probably want some logic chips to play for. I've had a lot of fun playing with um, logic chips. And so you can get uh, 30 types of logic chips for 22 bucks in a, in a kit uh, from Amazon. And so that might be a good alternative to microcontrollers. But then when you want to add microcontrollers, it's only a couple bucks more. And so yeah, I feel like if you pick and choose sort of what you want to order, it's going to go a lot better than ordering, you know, pre-made kits unless you're like really into one thing. Because again, you can't beat the convenience of like an Arduino starter kit, for example, which will have your breadboards and everything inside and then courses you can follow. So yeah, I'd really like to know what you guys think should I do a video on, well, first of all, I am planning on refreshing my what to buy to get started in electronics uh, video for 2023. But should I actually go out and uh, like piece together a kit and maybe have links, you know, to the AliExpress sellers and stuff on a, on my website where, you know, I, I check once a month to make sure all the links are valid and um, maybe shop for better deals and stuff like that and just put it all up there so everyone knows what to decide because I feel like when you're getting started a lot of it is decision paralysis there's just so much out there and so many opinions to to listen in on sometimes you just want to be told can I just buy this and that might be enough of a service I don't know let me know what you think. But I am liking the the challenge, though, to try to keep it under a certain amount of dollars and, and see what um, see what happens. I do like um, Linus Tech Tips. They often piece together computers for as cheaply as possible and stuff like that. Oh, actually, now that I think about it, I don't even, that doesn't include a power supply. So we'll have to try to find a power supply for that cost, too. Although a lot of electronics can be done at 5 volts these days. So maybe a 5 volt power brick 
might be useful or just a five volt power supply on um, you know one of those breadboard power supply things so I think what I'm gonna do with that is I'm going to be working on it on the live stream channel I believe my handle for that is at se streams I probably should have checked before but that's okay no don't worry about that but um, if you come down to the live stream channel uh, you can give me your input on what you think should be included in a very basic uh, sort of beginner's electronics kit. So when I put that together, then I'll be um, you know able to to take the challenge. And also, if you have sort of like price points in mind, like breakpoints at at what point the dollar amount should be for getting into electronics, and then we can try to fit it into the budget. I think that would make an interesting video. Uh, by itself. So the order of operations is going to be probably the one coming up uh, this Saturday uh, after this podcast released. I'm probably going to work again on the um, load cell video uh, and then so get that off the plate and then next Saturday probably going to start working on the um, you know electronics basics tutorials because I'm at the point now where I need to you know, finish the first full tutorial and then move on to the next one, the, you know, complete video with uh, article and everything. So yeah, that's, that's going to be great, especially, you know, I hope to see more of you in the live stream. Um, because I do love the community feedback. That's actually the best part of doing YouTube is being able to interact with the community. So yeah, every voice is welcome. And the more diverse voices I get is the better because I don't want to, uh, you know, sort of exclude anybody's reality from the fact that uh, people, you know, want to get into electronics. It'd be really nice, though, if I could give classes locally, but it's just not feasible at the moment. Possibly in the near future. We'll see. Maybe I'll set up some vocational thing and sort of volunteer some time but yeah at the moment I feel like I can help the most people out uh, via YouTube making these tutorials available for everyone so yeah just a thought on that I'd like to close off this podcast uh, talking about sort of like uh, my what I think about the most which is electronics related and I think it'll resonate with some of you hopefully Basically, when I'm like laying in bed, unable to sleep, I have a little bit of uh, insomnia creeping in, but I think it's just from the stress, so I wouldn't worry about it too, too much. Um, but when I have time to, to myself to think, the thing I think about the most is low-cost alternatives, low-cost DIY alternatives to commercial products. So these things sort of... Uh, always stay in the back of my mind. Like, for example, a car battery charger. A car battery charger is very expensive, and the price to performance ratio of a like a low current, we're talking about like 10 amps and lower uh, battery charger, the price is like through the roof, at least up here in Canada, that's for sure. When I know that the basics of a battery charger for a lead-acid battery is like it's nothing you you can just do voltage control 
you know, constant current, constant voltage type thing with a maximum uh, voltage, and then you're good. And so you can essentially build yourself um, a, and so you can essentially build yourself a car battery charger with a laptop charger, and then a constant current, constant voltage, you know, DC DC uh, buck converter. And that's it. You just have to dial in the voltage to, you know, a maximum of uh, 13.8 volts and dial in the current to the maximum able to be handled by your um, laptop charger. And then you're you're good to go. And if you want to go even further than that, you can buy a 24-volt power supply uh, or something like that. They're very expensive these days. And then just put the DC-DC constant current, constant voltage um converter on it and that's it if you want to display you can buy the all-in-one current and voltage displays like it's super simple to to build but for whatever reason um even like made in china you know bottom of the barrel battery chargers are still very expensive i mean i bought one here to experiment with and the lcd on it is so horrible that you have to look at it like an oblique angle in order to see anything from it so it's very disappointing that the market has, you know, what I feel like is kind of trash and it's pretty expensive. And so I have this dream of like building DIY solutions where people who want these kinds of things, they can just build their own at home by ordering the components and having something that is tailor made to their needs and costs a lot less money. The cost a lot less money part is the, is the best part, but I feel like when when you're building something yourself, and this comes back to the conversation about the cables, is that you can make it work specifically for you. And so it's kind of like it would be really nice to have an Amazon like storefront, but you select like your components, put it all in a cart, and then order it, and you know have it ship out in one order a little bit like a mouser or a digi key but the mouser and digi key type things are really for like components that need to be like traceable and and proper and you know legitimate and whatever i'm just talking about someplace like aliexpress locally where it's like you just need transistors like you don't need anything like super specialized you just need you know, uh, a CMOS chip. You don't, you don't, it doesn't have to be like from a reputable brand. It just needs to do the job. And it's not like life or death or whatever. So yeah, some sort of like AliExpress electronics market where it's be local. Cause like Amazon sort of has that, but again, their model makes it so that you're kind of uh, charged per listing instead of per part, right? It'd be really nice if you could just like pick and choose and put a bunch of parts in your cart and have it ship out in one order and have every item have a little bit of markup on it instead of like the whole listing have a markup that includes like the you know the buried cost of uh of shipping and stuff like that i've all, i've often thought about curating a store like that right i have tons of components here so if someone in my neighborhood needs 10 diodes like i i don't know if you guys saw in a mailbag a couple probably about 10 mailbags ago now I bought a thousand 4N001 diodes. And so if someone needs 10 diodes, right, I can easily sell it to them for like a buck or something. 
and they're not stuck buying a whole bunch on Amazon if they only need 10, right? And then they can have it that very moment instead of waiting two days on Amazon or two months on AliExpress. But again, it's like, it, I feel like it's just not, it's not feasible for someone like me who can't be home all the time and doesn't have really that much time to inventory and, and whatever. It's not worth it. But I mean, something like that would be a cool service. But I feel like electronics enthusiasts and people who know how to repair things and whatever, I feel like we're too spread out geographically for that to be feasible. It's almost like uh, Scotty from Strange Parts. Uh, him, when he was staying in China and doing the iPhone stuff, it it would be kind of that feeling, but you know, more local. I really wish those kinds of things would happen. Um, I probably get asked about once every couple of weeks to uh, fix something for someone or advice on how to fix something or should they just buy a new one and trash the old one. It'd be really nice to have sort of like a network of people uh, like myself who hoard parts and then maybe I can even borrow some, you know, some spe some diodes or whatever from someone and then in my next order, you know, take the, take them out of the order when I get them and then send them back to them or something. I wish, uh, I wish the 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 physical components, which are not really that expensive, I, I wish they were more like the internet, where you know data is available freely and quickly, um, you know. But here in reality, physical goods have to be shipped back and forth, and that's just that's just not ideal. So yeah, those those are the things I, that keep me up at night. Is uh, thinking about um, consumer products I would really like my own version of so people can make their own versions to suit their own needs and um, and to be less expensive, of course. And um, a sort of like like a storefront, a little bit like a DigiKey or Mouser, but that don't need the traceability of, um, you know, you know uh, I guess accurately sourced electronics parts you know if you need something fancy then yeah digikey mouser that's your source but if you just need a diode just you know get get it through this service or whatever anyways just a thought i don't know if uh, any of you know what i'm on about in all this but it's just kind of like my stream of consciousness these days and um possibly at some point you know maybe i'll be in a position to open up a a makerspace and then people are going to come in and grab a couple diodes, a couple resistors, a couple LEDs and, you know, go home with them and finish their projects up. Or, you know, maybe they can just bring their projects to the makerspace and then we'll just, you know, make things together. We do have a makerspace uh, not so close to where I live, but um, near downtown, sort of like Ottawa is set up a little bit weird. It's like downtown plus south. It's a pain in the butt. Anyways, there's a makerspace there. And if the pandemic hasn't uh, shuttered them, I would love to uh, to go there and talk to the people there and see if I can offer some courses there. Or I don't really know how it works, but just, you know, support them because I, I think makerspaces are quite important and hopefully serve to inspire younger generations. So yeah, I'll leave you guys with that uh, before I ramble even more than I rambled now. 
Um, next week or next podcast, I hope to get a guest in, but that'll depend on my relative availability, which has been spotty lately. But uh, yeah, let me know what you thought of this episode in whatever comments uh, you can leave. Thanks for listening.